Hi guys, Paul from the Innovation Community here and today I'm with Alessio Colantonio who is the Director of Digital and Strategic Transformation for Continental Europe at BNP Paripicardia. So Alessio has been working hard to implement digital change at a well-established bank for the last six years or so. Great to have you with us. Hi Paul, thanks for having me. I, I gave you a short summary there. Tell us a bit about yourself in a few words to start. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was born in Italy and uh, where, that's where I got my education and where I got my first work experiences. And well, about myself, there, there have always been two things I've been passionate uh, in my life. One is technology and the other one is uh, aviation. So obviously I was fortunate enough to, to make technology, uh, to make a career out of technology and uh, uh, recently also take on aviation as a, as a hobby of mine. So so I'm trying to pursue these two passions that I got for. Are you more of a, a, a fixed wing or, or rotary wing kind of guy? I'm a, I'm a fixed wing kind of guy. I, <laughs> I fly single engine planes. So uh, yeah, been loving it. Interesting stuff. Uh, do you fly a lot? What's your favorite country? So I, uh, I, I fly recreationally. So whenever I got the time for it. And uh, I, I fly out of Prague where I'm based in the Czech Republic. And I, I try to fly to neighboring countries. Now, when you ask me what's my favorite country, you kind of put me in a tough spot. <laughs> Obviously, I love Italy. It's my own country. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an Italian at heart, so that will never change. But obviously, I, I, um, I, I got so many opportunities here in Czech Republic, so I'm very grateful for, um, for yeah, what I could experience here in the Czech Republic uh, as well. And where did your career working with data and digital start? So I guess the, the start uh, dates back to 2008 where I, uh, when I started with IBM at the time. That's, that was the job that got me out of Italy actually. And it was meant to be a three months um, trial experience type of thing. And then it went on for about two and a half years. Uh, so that was, uh, that was great. And at the time I was leading a team of system engineers and we were working with data to, um, to, to really provide insights, valuable insights to customers all over Europe. Uh, so it was very interesting. First time for me to work with data at that scale. Awesome stuff. So how has that changed since 2008? Well, uh, I, I guess I learned a lot. I had the opportunity to learn a lot. Um, the, the ability to, to really put um, my skills to, to practice and learn from colleagues, mentors, and uh, all of that has really enriched my, my career, my personal life. And I, I think this gives, has given me uh, a number of opportunities really to put, um, to put my ideas in, in motion uh, across the, the many companies I had the, the pleasure to work for. So what are you up to in your current role? Uh, right, so I uh, I joined BNP uh, Paribas um, uh, approximately three years ago now. Um, BNP Paribas Cardiff is the insurance branch of the BNP Group. So obviously, uh, we have a, a, a global presence, but I am based in Prague together with my colleagues. We have a team of about 100 people, um, and we deliver IT services for uh, approximately 10 countries uh, in continental Europe. 
Um, so, so it's um, it's a fast-growing group of people, extremely talented people that um, we, we we set off on creating. Let's say um, uh, about three years ago now. So, what really interests you about working with data? Uh, I think, uh, see, from my personal point of view, the the, the most interesting thing about data is the the ability that gives you to take decision. I think uh, decision making becomes so much easier when you have data to your disposal and you're able to leverage on that, on that information. And I think this is becoming um, this is becoming a regular thing. This is something that has changed the way leaders across all industries are making decisions these days, uh, leveraging on that data that they have and, and again, making more informative decisions uh, on the back of it. So what would you describe as some of the major successes that you have achieved over your career? Well, uh, in terms of successes, I think, uh, again, I owe a lot of uh, the good experiences I had to the, to the team and the professionals that were around me um, throughout the journey. Um, going back to the days in IBM, um, we were able to, to leverage on that data I mentioned earlier to really offer a whole new set of services to our customers, which was very rewarding. Uh, then I was fortunate enough to have a very, um, um, I would say, diverse uh, career path and I moved over to BPO services after IBM and I worked for Infosys, which is a global leader in BPO services. And in that sense, um, sorry, in that, in that, in that space, uh, the team and I were able to deliver around 10 million euros uh, in a single year worth of savings through a number of different process transformations and improvements, which was very rewarding to see you know that material impact you had on on the clients uh, and just more recently really um, as i transitioned into more finance uh, environment i i worked for fnz which is a, a leading company in the wealth management platform uh, and services and in that in that area i was able uh, again with a very uh, small but talented motivated team to launch the fastest growing platform uh, for FNZ at the time. So uh, very uh, pleased with the things that have worked out so far. And again, um, we're blessed with it, with the amount of talent that I had access to and uh, I could learn from. Absolutely. What would you say was the, uh, the most fun function that you worked in? The most fun function? Yeah, the one you had, the, you spent the most, maybe not spent the most time in, but the one that you, you really enjoyed yourself in or, or are they all enjoyable in different ways? Right. I, I would say my time at FNZ was probably, um, was very challenging, very demanding, um, chaotic at times even, but it was very rewarding as well. And, you know, we spent so much time together with, with our colleagues um, that, you know, we, we felt like brothers almost at some point. We were really into it together and we were able to build that team spirit that, it's not that common uh, in all in all situations. So I think looking back, probably that one probably uh, stands out a little bit more than the others. Yeah, there's there is that awesome feeling of being in the trenches together. Yeah, and the camaraderie exactly. that comes with that. So I, I can definitely Correct. agree. Yes, yes. Tell me about a time you affected change in a major organization and, and some of the challenges that came with that. Well, you talk about change, Paul. I think uh, both during my time at Infosys, as well as now my my, my current uh, times in BNP, uh, I've been given opportunity to face um, major transformations. And when it comes to transformation, 
there is one thing that stands out to me, and it, it's never really about data or technology. I tend to see those as a given. Uh, for me, it's more about people uh, and, and culture. And by culture, I mean that uh, the amount of habits and um, uh, the amount of perspectives that people uh, have and that necessarily require a change in order for that transformation to take place. So that resistance that sort so builds up naturally um, is where I tend to put my focus and my energies on. Ne never too much on technology. Technology can basically do anything we want it to. It's more about people, really. I can't hear anymore. So on that note, how are you currently leveraging technology to your advantage and, and what effects do you think it will have over the next few years? Uh, I think to, today it's not just that it's not just us to be in people. Uh, I think many many companies um, see the the importance of technology, uh, and I don't think any anyone can anymore claim technology is not our core business anymore. I think uh, technology is becoming part, uh, if not the core business, of many companies. And and going forwards, I, I think uh, many typical product companies and maybe put insurance into that pocket as well will see themselves shift towards a more service-driven organization and and kind of take the product as a, as a commodity really so technology i think is going to play a key role in in all of that and you you mentioned a lot uh, the word team which i think is great and right. how you work with people and culture how would you describe your leadership style uh, well, uh, if I, <laughs> if I uh, uh, need to think about my leadership style, I, I would say I'm a people person, um, or I like to believe I am. Uh, and I try to have a pragmatic approach um, to, to, uh, to what we do. So I, I tend to put people first, and I like to see the results of, of what people, uh, the effort that people put forward. Um, so I don't like to, to pull all the ducks in a row, as they say, right? I like to be uh, to be on the case and, and really push it so that we can see the results uh, to the benefits of our customers, of our own people, the people that work with us. Um, so I, I like to have that pragmatic approach uh, to my leadership. And how do you engage and communicate with uh, your team members? So I would say, in, especially in recent time, right, the, the uh, remote engagement has been, um, has been the, the daily. Uh, we've, we, had the, we have a pretty large team, so obviously even in pre-COVID times, we would make a, um, massive use of technology to keep up with our work, to plan it, schedule, to, to monitor it, monitor it to its execution. Uh, but more, more so recently, I think it's been... Uh, I would say digital first engagement with with all the team members. So we try to keep that um, that approach gives us enough flexibility really to to keep things going regardless of whether or not we sit together then uh, in the office as well. I lost you again, Paul. A good question, considering uh, your. You have a lot of functional experience as well. How do you communicate that up the chain? So when you're trying to communicate an idea with the senior leadership team, how does how does that go for you? How do you what kind of strategies and tactics to yeah. use? Well, obviously, you want to always communicate very transparently and and make it results driven and to to uh, highlight what what matters in in terms of bottom lines and what kind of transformation uh, you can really foster. Now, I, in terms of how to do that, I, I 
I, I prefer to do that always in person and, you know, to, to have that uh, human touch and human connection available. It's proven a little bit more difficult as of late, uh, but I'm learning myself how to use technology in, in new ways, you know, to transmit the same level of information and keep the level of engagement uh, even if we're not in, in the same room. So really focus on the end results, um, make it simple, show a clear path, and ideally do all of this in the same room but whenever possible. Uh, it's a little, little tricky right now, but definitely need that face-to-face -face interaction. Correct, yeah. Where do you see the biggest opportunity for improvement within your organization? Uh, well, see, um, I think... I think many organizations these days are presented with, uh, uh, with a tremendous amount of opportunities. Uh, if I set aside for a moment the tremendous cost that the, the pandemic is having on, you know, on everyone's lives and, 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 and professions, but I think much like it happened back in 2008, um, out of that crisis, a, a number of uh, new business ideas uh, thrived and, and uh, a number of new um, uh, very large companies to this date uh, managed to achieve success. So I think the, the difficulties that we're going through will inevitably allow us to explore new ways of doing business, transform the existing business, or uh, again, complete new lines of service or product. So th there is a tremendous amount of opportunity in there for, for the take. Uh, and I think many companies will soon realize this um, uh, and, and make it the, the, the new normal to focus on these opportunities. Absolutely. And uh, what do you think was the biggest mistake you made during your career? Oh, well, <laughs> how long do you have, Paul? <laughs> uh, no, I, look, I don't think I can. I made, obviously, many mistakes, as, as everybody does. Um, it's hard to, to put the finger on uh, the biggest one or a specific one. Um, I also launched a startup uh, that was able to turn a profit in three months, but then failed nearly as quickly uh, a year and a half later. So uh, th there are many failures in one's life, but the way I like to look back at those is, you know, there are lessons uh, in a way. So you tend to learn from them and uh, it enriches your bag of experience. You carry those with you and try not to make them again or try to do things differently next time. So, so yeah. Yeah, the, the startup journey is uh, definitely different to, to what you're doing now. What was your startup doing? So we were doing, uh, it was called Cool Identity with a K. And what we're doing, we were helping local businesses here in the Czech Republic to put themselves on the face of, of, of the web. So giving them a presence, an identity, all encompassing in terms of, you know, uh, uh, websites and social media and all that uh, to really place them on the map. It was very interesting, obviously, very different pace. I didn't have a sketch of a business plan. I really just went on with it. Um, it was incredibly rewarding, a learning lessons. Again, a failure, but a failure that um, in a sense also proud to have made because, you know, I learned a lot from it. Yeah, and speaking from my own personal experience, I think that if you didn't do that idea and you didn't execute on it, you would always be wondering, you know, what, oh, what yeah. would happen if I did it? And now you've done it. And, you know, it, it went for, for a you know, a significant amount of time compared to a lot of startups. So, so congrats on that, I think. Uh, you touched on it briefly just now, but what are your thoughts on the impacts of COVID-19? Yeah, so um, as I said, Paul, I think um, 
obviously uh, my thoughts to, to all of those that have been impacted by it. I don't intend to diminish by any, by any stretch of imagination the, the difficulties that some of us have gone through professionally or, or personally. Uh, but from a pure business standpoint, I think, again, there will be opportunities. There are already opportunities uh, for the taking um, that companies across many industries will be pursuing. Uh, and that includes also banking and, and, and the financial industry as a whole. Uh, for the first time after 2008, we're not the cause of the issue. We might as well be the solution, right? So I think that, that there, are, there are options there and opportunities to be sold after. Awesome. So how has that affected BNP Paribas Cardiff too? Uh, I think BNP, we're lucky that the, the, the BNP group is incredibly strong. And I think the strength, financial strength has demonstrated itself, especially in very volatile times such as this. So uh, the group being very strong with our liquidity has allowed us to keep our you know, focus um, uh, razor sharp on uh, you know, protecting our people, protecting our customers. And results show. I mean, we've, we've had um, better results in this Q2 than we had last year at the group level. So the strength of the group is there. Uh, obviously, uh, and, you know, at, at the local level, as I said, we had to refocus and uh, shift a little bit our approach. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think we, I, I talk from a privileged position being part of a group that is that strong. Very, very humbling. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Uh, I remember my mentor once scaring me off of inaction um, by saying, you know, take action. Don't sit on an issue. Take action, you know, and uh, I'm, I'll be forever grateful to him for, uh, for, for teaching me that. Uh, definitely, it's, it's a thought that I carry with me every time I'm facing a, a, a doubt or a decision or I don't know really what to do. Uh, and I don't want to fall into the rabbit hole of, you know, stalling, speaking of planes, right? Of stalling and not, not really taking a, a prompt decision. So that's probably the best advice I've got to date. And what does your routine look like? I don't have really, I don't really have a routine per se. Um, I think the, the job affords me a, a good degree of uh, uh, variety and flexibility, which I'm very grateful for. I. I am a little bit of an early starter in the day, so I like to, to you know, get up early and, and get some work done in the early hours where I feel I'm more productive. But then I like what I do, so I stop counting the hours so that doesn't necessarily translate in, a, in an earlier finish. But um, yeah, I try to get the important stuff um, early in the morning. And then as far as routine goes, really. <laughs> yeah, that's an intelligent approach, I think. What's your top working from home tip? Um, make, make space for it, like physical space for it. I, um, my wife and I had to reorganize our lives as well uh, when we, we went in lockdown and we quickly transformed the room into a home office uh, instead of working off of a kitchen table or something like this. And I think it, it, it had incredibly uh, good results or it was very, very helpful for us to really focus uh, while we are here in this room, we know we're doing work and, you know, we uh, keep the distractions outside the door as much as possible. So this worked out pretty, pretty well, I'd say. Yeah, creating those boundaries. What are you curious about right now? Uh, well, many things. Um, perhaps the, the thing I'm curious the most is really to see um, how industries will adapt our, our 
companies will adapt in the face of this pandemic. And I think some companies already demonstrated a tremendous result um, and, and tremendous spirit in reacting in the face of these difficulties. And I'm very curious to see how uh, many industries will change. Um, companies will, you know, will, uh, some companies will inevitably run out of business, but I think many others will thrive or reinvent themselves uh, into something completely different. And I think this is particularly exciting to see how all of this will, um, yeah, will roll out in the, in the coming months. Likewise. Who's currently your favorite thought leader or author? Uh, I, I, Paul, I don't think I really have one that, you know, would stand out. I think I have many in the past and they change as I do. You know, sometimes you, you focus on, on, on someone in particular. Uh, and besides praising you, your efforts with your podcast, which I think is great, uh, great, great amount of uh, information and, and great interviews, I've also been uh, reading uh, from, uh, from another uh, English entrepreneur called Rob Moore. And uh, Rob also, uh, he's, he's written a dozen books uh, with, with tons of practical advices on entrepreneurship and, and leadership in general. And he's also got a podcast uh, himself called the uh, um, the Disruptive Entrepreneur. That's what it's called, and uh, I, 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 I find it very interesting and again uh, entertaining also. So, so th th these are perhaps my references these days. Um, yeah. And last question: What advice would you give for aspiring leaders in digital? My advice, and um, perhaps not. Uh, not specifically to leaders in, in data or digital, but very generically would be try, uh, fail, fail fast, and then try again, succeed, and, and repeat, right? Uh, I think that kind of work ethic of, of putting the hard work in is, is tremendously important and, mm. and get, you know, get, getting to, to try out new things. I think we, we work in, in industries where they are ever changing, right? So the, the skill set required is, is always different and you won't know how to do things from the start necessarily. So you need to get out there, try, um, fail and be okay with that. You know, try again and do better next time. Great advice from Alessio Colantonio from BNP Paribas Cardiff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks, you, Paul.